Hello and welcome to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. My name is Mandy. With me as always is John. I'm always here. Always. And today we have another request from our good friend Randall, who is pretty friggin' awesome and who keeps giving us pretty cool movies to review. Yeah, and this one actually looks a lot of fun. And uh, the best part was was that we did pick it up on Blu-ray because trying to get it on DVD was like... Impossible. It was like $63 and then trying to find it anywhere else was impossible. also impossible. So we uh, <laughs> yeah, we picked it up on uh, on Blu-ray. We found a, it was coming out for cheap for like like 20 bucks. So I was like, hey. Even right. then, that's still expensive. Yeah, I mean, it but, was like 18 but, You know, I mean, hopefully, hopefully this is a good one. Within the realm of, of what it is. And it does look like it's going to be a good one. Um, this one was actually, uh, this is, is uh, did you want to tell oh. us, everybody, what it is? Yes. So this is 1991's The Resurrected. The Resurrected. And it has Chris Sarandon in it, so I'm super excited. Yes, but it has other people in it, and uh, most importantly, it was directed by Dan O'Bannon. Um, Dan O'Bannon is is really kind of cool. Uh, this is the only other directing gig that he has is 1985's Return of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. But Dan O'Bannon is well known in like sci-fi fields mm-hmm. because not only did he get a start. Uh, helping create and co-write 1974's Dark Star, which was the directorial debut of John Carpenter. He also wrote uh, 1979's Alien. He did 1990's Total Recall. Yes. uh, And he did a previous episode of ours, uh, which was 86's, uh, it's episode 86, Invaders from Mars. There we go. Got a little excited. Oh, I remember that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. I mean, how many times did we watch it when we were kids? Uh, so I'm excited to see what this one's got because he didn't do a whole lot of, of directing. So I'll, it'll be interesting to see this one. Yeah. Um, and oddly enough, you know, with having that kind of pedigree for writing, he wasn't the one who wrote this one. This one comes from Brent V. Friedman um, or Brent Friedman. You'll see it on a couple of ones. He did another previous episode of ours. I like how we're getting to the point where all of our other episodes are like, I'm excited we can about do that. it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he did episode 60, uh, 168's uh, Hellbound, the one with Chuck Norris. Yes. Uh, he also did 1993's Ticks, which I know we're going to get to at some point because I love that movie. And it also has, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, it's It's got... Uh, Alonzo Rivera, uh, Carlton. Oh, and, and Alfonso? Seth, Alfonso, there we go. Uh, and um, Seth Green is in it, too. It's really? a weird creature feature. Weird. Uh, he also did, Brent Friedman, uh, also did uh, <laughs> oh, man. 1997's uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. So we That's got, why I was laughing. Yes, we, we got him to thank for the, uh, the animalities and, oh. and such like that at the very end. Feel your animality. I love the, uh, the, the way that... Um, was it Celine? Is that her name? Or the 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 mom, oh. uh, Katana's mom? Yes. Says like you will die or something like that. It's just so out of what just. Is, like, what's her name again? Queen Queen Sindel. Sindel. There you I go. was just like, wait, what? Okay, we're doing that one. <laughs> she goes, you will die. <laughs> and she's. she's I just love. I just love her crazy hair. Too. Oh yeah, 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 she, yeah, yeah. You. Um, we've actually done a um a movie. I think we've done a movie before with her in it. Uh, uh she's um. Who is she? It was she, uh, uh, that wasn't, I don't know. Anyway, she's not the girl not... from GoldenEye, is she? I have no idea. Okay. All right. Anyways, so she's not a part of this movie, so we're moving on. Uh, this is actually starring John Terry. Well, this is actually also based on the H.P. Lovecraft, uh, short story, The Case of, the, the Case of Charles Dexter Ward. I always want to say The Curious Case of Charles Dexter Ward, but I think they just stuck with The Case of Charles Dexter Ward. Okay. So this is a, char- this is a, this H.P. is H.P. Lovecraft a, story. Yeah, Howard Phillip Dunn did it. Uh, so hopefully, because we have uh, you know 
Brett Friedman doing it will get a little bit more ticks and not so much <laughs> Mortal Kombat Annihilation because he has somebody else to work on. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Know. Hopefully. Oh. But yes, yes, this does star people other than Chris Sarandon. But let's go ahead and get to the, the other two people first. Well, I tried. You cut me off. So it's John Terry, who is slim uh, in 1992's Of Mice and Men. And he was also in 1987's Full Metal Jacket and 19 episodes of Lost. Yes. So Slim is the, uh, the, the, tell me, you know, he's the skinny guy compared to the big guy. Ah. In A Bison Man. So that's a. Gotcha. And we also have Jane Sibbett. Sibbett? Sibbett. Sibbett. It's a, it's a fun name to say. And Sibbett. I worry about saying somebody's name and it, ha- I like having a good time with it because then I assume I'm saying it wrong. Like, because it's like, oh, you, you had a good time. That's it, not a real... Because it doesn't sound serious. That's not how their name is. <laughs> no, how dare is, it? This is Jane Sibbett. Yes. Uh, she plays Hetty in Herman's Head, which had 72 episodes from 91 to 94-ish. Oh, I've where, never heard of it. So he's, it's a guy who's doing stuff, and then it immediately cuts to a scene inside of his head where he's basically, it's, uh, was it Inside Out? Uh, the, uh, the Pixar the, movie? I think it's Inside Out. In fact, it, it's pretty much what it is. It's got... Four characters playing oh. different aspects of the guy's personality. Oh well, then yeah, that's inside out. It's yeah. So if everybody thought that that was an original movie or an original concept, it wasn't. It it was based on a TV show from the '90s, and that's terrible. But she was also in another terrible TV show from the '90s where she played Carol, Ross's first wife and the mother of his child in Friends. So he had that going for her. You know, I wouldn't say that was a, a horrible show. Uh, well, you're the, the one who refuses to watch it. I well, just because I don't watch it doesn't mean I. I, I, don't I watch have it, but that's mostly because like it's, it was a. Uh, uh, we had to. You, you had to watch a, it back in the nineties. I'm more of a golden. It was Girls. a requirement. You know? I like. Well, that was see Girls. that was eighties to me. Well, but uh, anyway, uh, and she also uh, plays the evil stepmom in uh, the Gutenberg slash Olsen twins movie from 1995. It takes two, where uh, it's basically like. Oh. Yeah, so uh, the two Olsen twins like meet each other and they try to is she get. Blonde? Is she a blonde? Yes, she's the blonde. Okay. Uh, the other one was Christy Alley, uh, who yeah. they were trying to get her to to, to get with Gutenberg. Right, I remember. Yeah, I remember that one. That's crazy. Yeah, I can't it's believe it. Weird. I don't even remember what I wore yesterday. But you can remember that one. I it's like remember, remember. It's like remembering math. You just can't do it. And I'm gonna let you do this one because I know you want it. I'm so excited. So Chris Randon is in this. Love Chris Randon. <coughs> so he's actually been in two previous, two of our previous episodes. Uh, episode fifty-five, he was in the Sentinel, and episode one thirteen, Fright Night. Which of course everybody loves Fright Night. He is Dandridge. Yep, the main antagonist in that one. Fantastic. Uh, and this was a, one of our twofer ones, so it was also he has the cameo in the twenty eleven yes, one with the, uh, the new one with uh with uh shit. What's his name? Chekhov and uh, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, yes. And Anton Yelchin. Yeah. Yes, I was trying to remember Anton Yelchin's name. Oh, mm-hmm. no, I miss him. So, uh, uh, he's also in a ton of other movies, but um, our most, you know, the, the ones that really fit with our our categories that we re- idiom. review. Or idiom. There you idiom, go. sir. Idiom. Uh, is uh, 1988's Child's Play, 1996's Bordello of Blood, where he plays the priest and the voice of Jack Skellington in 1993's The Nightmare Before Christmas. So we got him going for that. I mean, I'm He doesn't I'm glad sing, though. He's no, not, he doesn't. He's not do, the singer. I don't think he does the singing voice. No, he doesn't. No, okay, good. No, no, that is um, uh, Danny Elfman. Ah, okay. Well, that kind of makes sense, I guess. 
Not really. But, well, I mean, he was an old guy, so, I mean, give the man whatever he wants to do. Uh, <laughs> so, we got a couple other people who are in this one. We got Robert Rom, uh, Romus? Ro- Romanus? 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 Romanus. Uh, anyway, he was one of the guys from uh, 1982's Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which is famous for having Sean Penn in it, going, all right, Hamilton. Uh, and then we had uh, Robert Megan... Rom-anus. There it is. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got... Uh, Megan Leach, uh, who was (laughs) Mulder's sister in the X-Files. I think we only saw her a couple of times in the first season. Yes. But that was like the main impetus for what he was doing was trying to find his sister who got taken. She got abducted. Uh, And then, of course, we got Deep Roy. Everybody loves Deep Roy. Deep Roy, you know him as the Oompa Loompas in the 2005 Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I know him. Yeah, that's uh, it's two, the 2005 one. If anybody looks up 2005 Charlie and Chocolate Factory, they find out which one. Done was. more. Oh no, they're going to redo it or oh, something God. like that. Yeah. No, they, yeah. They, they look. The Gene Wilder one is the only good one. The Charlie and the Chocolate Factory one is an acid trip that nobody should have to sit through. Although, again, Deep Roy is in it, so he's fun in that one. But if you want to see a good Deep Roy movie, watch The Neverending Story. He is the guy with the racing snail at the very beginning who just hauls ass in front of the rock biter. As they're trying to get the hell away from the nothing. (laughs) So we got that going for us. Uh, Again, I'm excited to watch this one. I like H.P. Lovecraft movies. We watched, uh, what was it, that that terrible, the the unnameable. Like, we watched both the unnameable and unnameable, too. We have tried to watch every single H.P. Lovecraft movie. We watched, yeah, we did the Necronomicon. Did we, uh, you know, we've watched a whole bunch of them. And it's just fun to do. I love H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, I mean, I love H.P. Lovecraft anyway. Yeah, and not a lot of them get to... to, Dagon. I yeah, mean, Dagon, Dagon is one of my personal favorites. Um, you know, the thing is, is that not a lot of people are able to do the existential, like, you know, just cosmic horror stuff. Although, I will say that they did a really good job with doing the cosmic horror in the Glory Hole movie with oh, the... Glorious. Yeah, Glorious. There we go. Oh, so Which good. is a previous episode of ours. So we got that going for us, too. Uh, but, uh, you know, that actually had the, the you know, unfathomable, you know, dark... Cont- you know, like stuff going behind the the veil of human like understanding, and we're all gonna die. But I like know, that it, it wasn't an H.P. Lovecraft story though. No, it was it, it was just based on it. Yeah, it, well, it's, it, it's got the cosmic horror, right? You it know, was stuff on theme. there, which is was was really Lovecraft and like a whole bunch of other dudes during that period of time. Lovecraft wasn't even the first guy to do it. Like stuff like I think the uh, the King in Yellow uh, like stuff came out slightly earlier. It did. But, I think he uh, based one of his. I yeah. think he based well, it off of that or they something. They were all friends. That's the weirdest thing to me. Like, when you find out um, and it's Tolkien weird that and... Uh, it's, well, yeah, Tolkien and um, the the dude who wrote The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah, he's like, we're all friends. And they're just, like, hanging out and sending notes to each other. Lewis? Uh, C.S. Lewis. There you go, C.S. Yeah. Lewis. I don't know why I'm even... Like, there's, like, four of those books on my shelf, like, right over there. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's exciting to see this one. Uh, so, I, I want to see them do a good job on this i don't think they're going to because we never hear about it but then again maybe i mean we can't be hearing about every movie you know mm-hmm. although we did hear a lot of movies uh go watch uh is it we watched for what for... yesterday oh megan megan yes so go watch megan uh also watch the netflix uh junji ito uh tv show but, but don't, that's not what but we're talking about. Skip don't skip from episode one to episode like 15 because then you're like holy cow there is no subtle you know, shift up. It's just the first one's like, that's weird. And then the 20th one is like, yeah, holy shit. The first shit. one sucks. And then the rest of them are like, pretty good. Let's go ahead and put your hand in the blender and turn it on. But why? Why would you <laughs> want to do that? 
Because it's fun. Would you like to have... Here's here's some pepper flakes in your face. It's scary, right? No? Okay, well, cool. I'm going to go ahead and sh- rip your face off for this one. Wait, that seems like an escalation. It was a huge uh, escalation. Anyways, but, yeah. Yeah, so it. we're going to go ahead and pause it here. We're going to go ahead and watch uh, The Resurrected. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and watch it on a Blu-ray. Uh, good luck trying to find a copy of it. And if you do, go ahead and let us know. Reach out to us. Let us know where you found it. Um, Even though we already bought it, so it doesn't matter at this yeah, point. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's always good to let people know. Like, I mean, if you find it on, like, streaming somewhere, like, legit streaming, don't, you know, yar-har that thing. But uh, if you find it legit, <laughs> where's all the room? Um, if you find it streaming somewhere legitimately, let us know, because we always want to let people know about those things. Yeah, we can put it on our Facebook. Yeah, I really hate going. Twitter. It's on Tubi. It's on Tweet. It's on Tubi. Look at it on Tubi, because I, I never sit around Tubi enough. And then it's off to be as soon as like, you know, because it's only on there as for 15 minutes popular. on TV. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, we will pause it here. We'll be right back. Yep, be right back. Then, from the author of Terror, H.P. Lovecraft. From the director of Return of the Living Dead. There's no evil in what I do, so long as I do it rightly. The Resurrected. I struck depths that your little brain cannot fathom. He lived centuries ago. Just to be expected, the dead take much blood. But for him, death was only the beginning. The cops found eight. Count them eight boxes of human remains. Turns out they've had a rash of tomb snatchings over in Europe. Now, this wizard from the past. Don't you understand what's going on down here, Lonnie? He beat death. Has teamed with a man from the present. So he's talking about bringing people back from the dead. To create an evil that will last forever. As the hunger grows, my control will surely weaken. The best we can hope for it is to somehow diminish Charles's homicidal and cannibalistic impulses. The curse of the formerly dead is the hunger. And it will not be denied. Chris Sarandon of Fright Night and Child's Play. I've drawn down demons from the stars. There'll be no salvation for thee. John Terry of In Country and Full Metal Jacket. Jane Civet of television's The Famous Teddy Z. The destinies of all things, living and dead. And we're back. Yes, we're back. So, that was an interesting movie. Uh... You know, the, the saddest part, and like I said, you know, to while we were watching it, uh, is I can see where this could have been a staple movie. Like, this could have been one of those movies that everybody came back to watch. Right. If they had done a couple of different things to it. Now, you know, the other thing that I was thinking was this is a fairly okay H.P. Uh, Lovecraft movie compared to, say, some of the crap that we've seen. I like the overall story of it. Yeah. Oh, no, this is a great, great story. Um, I think they played a little bit. I think uh, especially um, Friedman may have cribbed a lot more than he should have I, from it. The writing was definitely not as good as it could have been. There were a lot of bits where it felt forced. And also, I think the people who were working on it, especially uh, Tillman, John Tillman or something like that, the, the, the guy... The the investigator? Yeah, the, the main character dude. Casting. Uh, John Terry. Definitely casting. Obviously. The best part about this movie. Yeah, Terry is, and Simmet were crap. Is uh, Chris Sarandon. Chris Sarandon was freaking amazing. Is Even the best the part of Terry. Like, um, I loved uh, the uh, the uh, Robert uh, Romanus, the uh, the guy who was uh, the like. Uh, uh, uh. Where's Deep Roy? Uh, I don't know. 
It just like, said who, he was in there. Who was Deep Roy in this just, whole movie? Just said he was in there. I mean, he may have been one of the guys in the, the costumes. Huh. But uh, you know, my thing was is that the uh, the guy who was the Fast Time uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High guy, the 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 bestie guy, he was Wasn't freaking he awesome. Leroy Lee Lee something. I don't know. I didn't really bother with it. Okay. <laughs> Lionel Leroy something like that. He was um he was awesome. I loved him. He was uh, I did like his character. He was perfect. Yeah. Uh, as the character that he was supposed to be on there. The uh, the. the the sad part is, I feel like Chris Sarandon should have taken over for the investigator, just so that way the movie could have been more interesting. Oh, yeah. However, the character that he plays is perfect for Chris Sarandon. Like, he did such an oh, amazing oh, he, job. Oh, great. And that's, that's my, the reason why I'm not saying it. Like, I mean, if you wanted the guy from the uh, the Sentinel, you should have gotten the guy from the Sentinel. Uh, who is funny? That's he was also in the Sentinel. No, no, uh, he, the the TV show, the Sentinel, because that's what it was giving me. Like the whole time, I was getting the vibe for that, like just you know a cop or like a, a you know weird detective guy. Uh, but I, John Terry was like half there. Like he wasn't really like he's like uh huh okay. There was I guess some, I'll do that. There, I'll check that out. There were definitely some odd odd parts in there. There are so the the part that he was good in is the part wherever him and Chris Sarandon were together. Oh, yeah, at the very end when they're they're yes. just just dialoguing with each other. They both did so well during that part. He and had, I really feel like that is the amount of... I think that's because he... That he, he should have put in the rest of the movie. He had the energy because Chris Sarandon was giving him the energy. Right. Chris Sarandon gave him the energy on that one. The rest of the stuff, it's like I, he was angry for being there. Like, he didn't want to be there. Maybe he was going through a divorce at the time. You know, he had other things that he had to do. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's like, oh, my drag cleaning's there. I got to go see my kid. I don't really care about anything. Oh, this just sucks. Like, that's kind of the vibe that I was getting off of him. But, yeah, whatever. Let's get into it. We'll go ahead and talk about John Terry second. Um, but it starts off in the proper H.P. Lovecraft way with the, uh, the, the, the backup. The, the, like, let me tell you, like, this is, it, every H.P. Lovecraft one that is, is worth its salt is an after action report. It's always them explaining what has happened already and having to like, it's like I don't Quentin know Tarantino. how to deal with this. It's like a Quentin Tarantino movie where it you starts from the end. The horror that I saw. Let me tell you of it. And then it went into the part that we kept having to rewind because we were freaking out, uh, which was they shot uh, Providence, Rhode Island from a helicopter. But unfortunately, they had the helicopter in line with the sun. So you can so, see a yeah. tiny little shadow, and I was like, "Is that a bug? Is there a bug on the lens? Or is, is that what's, what's going on? Or is that I'm the like, helicopter?" And mind you, we're also watching it on Blu-ray, so it's crystal clear that this is that this is a tiny little helicopter shadow. Yeah, perhaps we were being dicks about that one, but you know, they. Kind it's of, fun. Yeah, it's a fun thing to catch in the movie. Um, but this is when we uh, are introduced to uh, the main character. Well, so we already saw John March. Uh, who is played by uh, John Terry. Uh, this is when we get uh, the Sibbit, Sibbit lady uh, Sibbit. Uh, who is playing Claire Ward. Claire Ward comes into John, the John March Detective Agency and starts asking him. She was, a you know, you, you, as soon as she walked in the door, we could tell the dame was trouble. 
Uh, but uh, <laughs> she comes in and she says, hey, my husband, he's being weird. Uh, his name is Charles Dexter Ward. And I think they kept going Charles Dexter Ward, right? I think like, so. A couple times. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's like, she's like the, the police came to my house and are telling me that he has all kinds of weird contraband. Contraband. That was the, the fun, like, I was like, ah, but, but, contraband. But not normal contraband, you know, like drugs. It's, you know, dead people. It was animals, dead animals. Oh yeah, was maybe. it was it animals? I think oh, at no, that no. point it was dead animals. It was animals, and then and then they found a longer box, which is they, the dead people. So they found dead animals plus dead, long dead people. So yeah. that was the okay part. Yeah, it was it was weird. Uh, so he's like, uh, okay, well, you know, tell me about this. Walk me through it, and then we get to see Claire's background where. Uh, as she's at a party, it all happened at a party. Uh, she walks out, and then Chris Sarandon does the most wooden line delivery I've seen out of him ever. The, He's like, for both of "Tell them. them that we, I, I had to leave. I am sorry. I had to leave." And I was just like, "What? What was that?" Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am sorry. I just have to go. I have to go now. I'm sorry. I was like. It was so bad. And you know what, though? Oh, hey, it Johnny. Was, it must You're been, my favorite customer. It must have been really cold out Hi, there. Hi, doggy. Because you could see their breath mm. every time they were... So maybe that's why it was wooden. Because he was like, fucking cold and I just want to go inside. It, maybe it was like the 18th time they, they did Probably. it. Because I mean, we don't even know. But uh, we get kind of this, like, in the carriage house that they have on their property. Because he's a, uh, he's a chemical engineer or something like that. Right. And he's doing these weird experiments with this weird other doctor who is always wearing glasses and a beard. Like a fake one. And, a, and like a like a hat. Like, a, what do they call those hats that he was wearing? I don't uh, even see, know. See, that one, that one wasn't even like a, it, was just, it wasn't even like a fedora or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it, like it was like a floppy, floppy like, rain just hat. Put this, yeah, like a, a northeastern <laughs> floppy rain hat. Look at my floppy rain hat. Floppy, floppy. <laughs> so he was wearing that. It was just a horrible, it, it was just a horrible disguise, basically. Uh, for somebody else. And he was... What was his name? Doctor. Doctor A... I think it started with an A. I don't know. Anyways, this other doctor that he's working with, um, you know, the, he's creepy and he gives her bad vibes and he's just acting all weird and out of character. And, you know, she's like, well, you take my case? And he's like, well, do you have a social security number? And she's like, that's an odd request. I can, I can get it. It's like, well, I can get it. I, I can get all of his information with that. You know, you you give me a social security number, I'll get the entire... I'm like, was that like a, a thing? Was that like Lovecraft trying to... And I was like, no, the social security system didn't come out before... That, was a, that was a new thing. What's going on here? That the, was a new writer thing. Uh, yeah, it was an odd, like, uh, if I get that number, I can open up his entire life. Yeah, so, he, so she's like, I'll get it for you. And then there's like this really odd... I guess you'll take my case then. <laughs> and, and the two people... Who they don't even introduce them yet, like they, there's the secretary that works there, but we don't know who the friend is because we weren't introduced to the friend yet. So well, it just no. looks like some rando and and the secretary are listening into their conversation. It wasn't odd, and then the, like they're so John Marsh is a March. I want to say Marsh because I'm like ah old Obed Marsh because that's what I think of when I think of a H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft. But no, it was um. It was Leonard, the... Whatever his name is. I think it's Leonard. Leonard or Lee... Lee something. No. <laughs> We're not good at remembering Lionel. names. Lonnie. Lonnie. It Lonnie. Was Lonnie. There you go. 
So Lonnie and the secretary are both listening at the door. Like, right next to it, with the giant window. Right! And like, it, like, the entire... It's, it's obvious. John Marsh's march, Marsh's, uh, like, you know, private office is one of those gigantic, like, late 80s, early 90s, everything is wide open, you can see through it, but they're, like, up against the wall, like, trying to listen in, I'm like... The door. The only you're thing that you can't you see through. can't hear that? Like... Really? All right. It's cool. double. It's double pane glass, honey. Oh yeah, no, that's where the uh, the it's it's super well insulated in there. We can totally tell. Uh, but uh, they decide to like just kind of run off. I guess they were like, oh yeah, well, oh, I guess we're doing look that. Look at look at this <laughs> cigarette. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, the cigarette thing. The cigarette things was from a a, uh, a deleted scene that they pulled out. Which thank God they deleted that scene because well, we'll talk about the deleted scenes later. It was terrible. Some but of them, um, some of them were good. Yeah, so we get kind of the explanation that she, uh, Charles Dexter Ward didn't act like this until he what got a, a he got a big trunk. Yeah, from a, a far off relative, which told him about a, a farmhouse, and that's uh, I think. And so he gets the, yeah they inherited the farmhouse. Yeah, and so he they go to check it out. He peels back some wallpaper and it's a picture of him, but a very old looking picture of him. Yes. Just like him. And so he takes it home and that's one of the things that happens. Yeah. He also moves because uh, Claire has been bitching about uh, the, the she's smell. She's not bitching. The smell of everything that she's... Uh, that, that uh, It smells like dead bodies. Yeah. And dead animals too. And dead yeah. animals. It's a lot of dead shit. So she's like, you need to move. Like, I can't take this shit anymore. You need to move. And he's like, okay, honey, I'll move. And it's, she's like, oh, okay. oh, but what is that? All right. I'm going to miss Bye-bye. you. And he's like, I'll be back soon. Just, just wait for me. Be patient. Give me six weeks. And she's like, oh, okay. Neat. So that happens. Um, John, the detective ends up investigating and, you know, doing his PI thing. So he goes to the March residence, which is this farmhouse that he lives yeah, in now. Out in, in Patuxent. <laughs> Uh, it's like the Patuxent Valley or something like that, but they don't say Patuxent or or anything like that. They just call it. I, I thought they were saying the Toxic Valley the entire time. It sounds time. like toxic, but they say Patoxic. Well, they're they're Patoxic. It's either Patoxic or they're it's toxic because they're letting the P be silent and it shouldn't be silent. Patoxic. or it should be silent. I don't know. Patoxic. But I'm like the whole time I'm like. We had no idea where the hell they were. Oh, we're in the Toxic Valley. So, so they were somewhere. Toxicy, and you he, know he goes out there because uh, the neighbor across the way, the farm neighbor across the way, was had, had complaints. Yes, he yes. called up there. He had, he had called the he had called the um, the police. The police went up there. That's whenever they started questioning. And he finds that out Claire. from Lonnie, right? Yes. Yeah, Lonnie. Or Lonnie lets him know that this is, it's it's kind of jumbled at the very beginning because like a lot of stuff is happening, which is probably how normal and it's also stuff very works. long yeah like that's one thing i liked about dagon is that it was very like boom 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 this well, happens, it also this had happens, action going on a lot right this right. is this is a lot of just like detective work yeah but and it's it's really bad detective work and it's it's not you know uh like any of the the fun kind of stuff where like you know the shootouts or anything like that there's there's nothing to kind of catch your your you want to know what's going on because you want to know what's happening to Chris Sarandon, but you don't get to see Chris Sarandon this entire time. Yeah, you get you. you well, you do get to meet John him. Terry running around. You do get to meet him whenever um, John goes to the 
the farmhouse. Yes. And then this is wherever we see Christopher Henry, and he looks like shit. Which, like, there's also, like, this dude from Hong Kong yeah, in there. Yeah, with all these tracks on his arms, and he has one funky eye. And I was like, okay, and, and the way that... <laughs> so, John March goes up there to kind of look around, and he pulls out, like, a fire inspector badge. And he's, like, looking around, there's a dog, and he's just like, oh, God. There's a lot of dogs. Uh, and so he gets the hell out of there, and that's when he meets the guy from Hong Kong, whose name is, like, Joseph, maybe, I guess, I or something like that. He, he was important. And then he, it's like... Ah, yes. Hello, I'm Chris Sarandon being Chris Sarandon. I've, you need to leave me alone. Does he still does he sound like that yet? I, th- uh, I thought he did. No, not yet. No, not yet. He still I just assumed normal. he did. But he's just like, ah, no, you can't come in. Yeah, yeah. You need to get the hell out of here. All right. I've already talked to, to the people I need er- to talk to. Everything got taken care of. Everything's fine. Everybody's cool. Get off my property. Yeah, don't uh, don't don't come down here. He's just like, uh, I'd like to talk to you about what you're doing with the animal bodies. Yeah, no, that's... Mm, no. I'm burning them. No, okay, everything's bye. cool. I promise you, it'll totally be taken care of. So he, so he shuts the door in his face, basically. And the guy's just like, all right, fine. Fuck you. And that's when he leaves. Uh, Chris, John March leaves there you go you said it right and yeah he drives and then he gets a phone call right yes so he gets a phone or no he calls to the secretary that's right asks the secretary if he has any calls that that is whenever the call comes from the neighbor that's right he He, realizes he tries to call the neighbor back the neighbor's phone is disconnected so he goes there that is whenever he meets the police detective and the police detective's like yeah sure come on in he's like look at this dead body i'm i'm here to to see uh old guy mcdederson Oh, you're here to see old guy McDederson. Well, why don't you come on in? And you see him, and the in, like the walls are painted with blood, and there's like just a little like nubbins of bone and goo in like a corner, like tossed up on the side, like it was kicked off. Yeah, to, you know, it was or gross. something like that. It was <laughs> nasty. It was gross looking. And he's just like very wet. Yeah, we think it was a, a an animal attack. <laughs> just like really. <laughs> You think it was an animal attack? Are you are you high? It was a werewolf. It was yeah. I think it was some kind of animal with a grinder in its mouth, so Ugh. it could just chew you all the way completely. It was, yeah, it, you was, know, it, it was wasn't bad. like oh yeah, somebody like the the puppy got to him. It was like oh yeah, no, uh, I think it might have been a brundle fly. Came in here, just puked acid all over him, and then uh, you know just he dissolved. So just there's a mess all over the place. So oh, obviously, cleaning it up with a squeegee though. So, we'll have to get that taken care of later. So obviously, John's like. I need to leave. And he like wa- he walks out because he's, he's, like, he's grossed out. And he's, he doesn't even say anything. He just like looks at the uh, the detective and he goes, "Huh." Oh, I thought he said I had I had to go or something like that. Or I thought he, he just, said that. Like I I think so. Maybe he I said like either way uh, he leaves. It, I have to leave. My planet needs me. And he just like walks out. Thanks. <laughs> and I can't. I hate that. It's, it's my name. It's the the character's name and it's the uh, the actor's name. So I can't really think of anything else for that. But yes, John the detective gets the hell out of there. He's just like, ah, I have to go outside and smoke. And I'm just like, what? Like, He doesn't even smoke. He just walks outside. outside. He just goes outside. Anyways, he goes outside. Oh, yeah, then... I wouldn't blame him for smoking. But like, I, like the detective was like walking around. and was like, oh, you want to come in here? Yeah. Oh, we were we ordered barbacoa. You want some of that too later oh, on? Oh, stop it. I love barbacoa. I was just, I just saying say is there's goop all over the floor. Ew. Maybe that's what they were feeling like. Oh, it's time for some chunky spaghetti oh. sauce. Oh, I hate you this so much right some, now. <laughs> some skyline chili. Stop That'll it. be delicious. Stop it. Okay, so anyways. <laughs> <coughs> Ew, that made me sick. <laughs> but yes, uh, they think it's an animal attack, but they're kind of skeptical. Right, and this is when uh, 
Claire and Charles, they or not Claire, Claire and Charles. John. Charles. Claire and John go to oh, go visit Charles. Oh, Charles, not my head. Uh, no, so uh, Claire and the, the, yeah. So Claire and John go to check out Charles. And this is when Chris Sarandon has the weird scratchy voice. Yes. Uh, this is also when they also get freaked out by the dude from Hong Kong, which was yes. weird. Uh, and he's talking funny, like the whole time. Like, it's like, <gasps> my, my, my talking is very uh, Elizabethan, but I'm, I assure you that ergo tomorrow, in, in a fortnight, we shall totally uh, deal with the uh, uh, colonists uh, before they dare to attack King Richard. <laughs> I, I was like, what well, the hell's going on there? Well, that even then, that's great. Like, it's, just, it's great. And then, you know, um, Claire is like, do you know what tomorrow is? Or, you know, two days or whatever from now, it's our anniversary. He goes, oh, you must have... You must have married a fool, Elizabeth. You know? Oh, I am truly a brute. Oh, see, oh. her name's Claire and I said Elizabeth. Why did, uh, did you say Elizabeth I said earlier? Elizabeth, probably. Okay, okay. Elizabethan or something. It's like, oh, you must think I'm a fool, Truly, Claire. I am the evil. Oh, I'm so sorry. And he's like, but I have more important shit to do, so uh, get the fuck out. I'm close to, I'm the edge of greatness. I'm so close. Uh, give me six weeks. Just six weeks. That's all I need. It's, I was like, that's an awful long like, I mean, how do you know? Like, That's not really the edge. <laughs> At it's six, six weeks. weeks. Like, but, you know, well, it was back in the colonial days because, you know, it, uh, like six I, weeks, it was like, you shall be able to ride from Boston and return and you, by then I shall be done. <laughs> it was that kind of vibe. Either, like, I was like, what the hell's way, happening? It was, it was really bad. Oh, oh, wait. we for, Okay, hang on. We forgot about this part. So the whole reason why they go visit... Charles, like they actually go to the farmhouse, is because Claire gets a call from Charles. That's right. And he's like, Don't let the doctor who has been working with me in the house. Yeah, don't trust him. Don't, don't trust let him, hear him. You. And so and then he hangs up and she's just, you know. Uh, uh, and so that's whenever they go and visit. Yeah. So that's what causes that's what causes that visit. And then he, you know, obviously he's fine and he's, and he's all like, scratchy throated. Oh, I wasn't supposed to be doing that. I I was I just, I was not feeling myself. I feel much better now. But yeah, he looks even more like shit than he did the first time that John went to go visit him. Yeah, he's a little greasy at this point. He's greasy and he has red eyes and he just, it looks I don't know nasty. what they did. They like, they, they, they gave him like the poison from the crazies. Like it was like something it, weird. It, it was, was like, like red. Was... It was red around the eyes. It was very sweaty. Was it was it greasy. It... Uh yeah, it was just yeah. it was just gross. Just like it was man. it was a great makeup because he looked gross and yeah. sick. So after this whole thing happens, you know, Charles kicks them out of the house. He's like, Yes, yes, good, good, get the hell out of here. Yep. So they leave. And this is when they kind of talk and they, this is Claire's like, you know what? Maybe we'll have him committed or something like that, right? Like a little later on. I, yeah, I think well, she was very much like there, were, there was a lot of waffling and talking at this point. And I was like, I don't... Okay. Well, so so they, they bust into the house, right? That's whenever he gets committed. So they the, the police go, bust into the house. Oh, yeah, but that's before that. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's right. No, yeah, because he, does, he doesn't get they, committed they just, until no, they no, bust into the they, house. Yeah, but he says that they're going to commit him. That's like, they're like, I, 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 I guess we'll, I'll just have him committed. And that's when the cops like bust in and like... Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I, I must miss that part. All I know is that they ended up busting in. Well, and that's oh, why I was... Because the other neighbor called. Oh, yeah. Right? So the other neighbor calls because... She... Oh, no, and that she, was early. It, was that, and it turned out she had got another... Like, there was another murder. That's when we had the uh, the TV pop on. It was like, there's been another murder. And then there were two murders. Yeah. Like, one of them was random. 
One of them was a lady. So one of the other neighbors called, and this was earlier. Sorry, we're like jumping back and forth. So one of the other neighbors, a lady called about the old man making all that noise and stuff like that. And that's whenever they found him dead. Well, that same neighbor died. She got kicked. Wasn't, was that the one that was also, we also had Lonnie running around and he found out that there were like caves under there yes. was some kind of cave thing which didn't the, lead anywhere well like, it was it was how they went down under the uh the, the cellar to find the caves and that's why they found the caves because what it was was it was attaching to the old spooky place that yeah. they were at because uh, he had to, he had to uh, yeah there's some some lady says that there might be some undone like you know a couple of of caves down here and it's like some unfinished ones they collapsed uh, uh, i guess that's a good way to bring about the thing in the basement but yeah so so that happens they end up the police end up getting there so, something happens causing the police to go and ransack the house they, well, that's, they that's why because they were going to have him committed and it was basically like let's go in on this like we're going to get him committed and because they were like they they think something might be going on at this point and i was like that's why i was just like this is a little more armed than i expected them to be for like a like a, a spousal commitment. Like, uh, that's that's odd. Well, see, that's why I think that they went in there because they thought he was the murderer who and was killing his neighbors. I mean, like, I, like I that guess. would make sense. Like, that makes more sense than them just going in because they're trying to commit somebody. But either way, they go in. Charles is hiding in the basement. Well, so the funniest thing is, is for some reason, the private detective is in on this. Like, he's in there, like... And so, but so's the wife. It, like, the wife's in there, too. Yeah. Uh, well, shit, she should have been outside, too, yeah. Right. Especially if they know that the, there's the weird drug runner guy right. in there. Right. Uh, who comes at, at the cops... With a crowbar. And he, he knocks one of the, the cops down. And it was hilarious, because there's this whole bit where, uh, for some reason, the wife, uh, Claire, is able to get away from the cops and finds Chris Sarandon, yeah. who looks, like, really surprised that everybody's like, oh, there. Shit. He's like, oh, oh, oh my. Oh, there's people walking around upstairs. Right after that is when we cut back over to John March with the cop. And he's like, he's going to walk up the stairs, John Marches. And the cop is like, no, no, let me go in front. The cop's like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and walk in front. And John's like, yeah, sure, whatever, bro. Um, and uh, that's and then when. And he gets, he gets hit with a crowbar. And knocked down, like, uh, like killed or something. I don't even know what happened. I, I think he died. And even then, the, the, the cops still did not respond correctly to that. No. Because their guns. Everyone just kind of like pushed him over. Like there's, I, I don't guns think Guns were a second thought in this movie. They didn't have a stunt coordinator in this. Because like everybody who's like grabbing a hold of somebody is like doing it the way that you would do if you were in a fourth grade play. And you had to, like, grab somebody. So they're like, aye. You know, uh, like, even, like, when John March grabs a hold of the dude from Hong Kong and he, like, flips him up against the wall, it's like, okay, slowly move to the wall. I was like, all right, cool. There, yeah, the <laughs> that is true. I didn't even think about that. Uh, it's at this point that we go to the hospital. Oh, no, no, because uh, Charles threatens Claire. Oh, that's right. He's got her outside with the, uh, with the, the scalpel. scalpel, which where he got the scalpel from, I don't know. All of his torture devices. Ah, that's right. The torture devices that we got told to about. Don't get to see. <laughs> yeah. so, and view our jugglers. Our beautiful so, jugglers off screen. Amazing. So so that happens. Um, Charles, Charles threatens Claire. Everybody's coming out of the house, and they're like, no, don't do it. And Charles goes all cut happy, and he cuts off some of... John's finger, not, well, his palm? I guess he cuts his palm or something, because he doesn't lose any fingers. No, he doesn't. So I guess he cuts his palm. Um, everyone takes him down. 
Charles gets taken down, taken to the hospital. Wrapped up in a, a, a full-on straight like, jacket. jacket, which I thought was hilarious. So so he's all fighting it and stuff, and his teeth are all ugly. And they're checking him out at the uh, the place, and they're like, he's like... He's bonkers. Like, like he, he's is, he is crazy. Three sheets to the wind. And then we have a, uh, uh, like a bit in there where one of the girls is like, hi... How, how are you feeling? He's like, I'm very hungry because you guys don't understand. I need to have the blood. The blood is, you keep, I cannot gain nutrients from your seared concoctions. And I was like. It's so great. Or something like that. It's I was just so like, freaking great. Oh. Chris Sarandon in this is just. He's having fun. Superb. He's just having a good time. Superb. So I was so happy that he was superb. doing it. But then now we go into the long dry spell where there's no Chris Sarandon. Where it's John and Claire. And it's just, there's no, there's no happy times. So, so for some reason, so Claire's asleep in her bed, wakes up because someone's pulling through the gate. So she, you know, goes downstairs to the carriage house where the light is randomly on now. And it is John who just so happened to, you know, have the code to get in the gate of this private property. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, that's something else. Yeah. That's something else. It wasn't awkward. Now, now we saw that the the thing, it's a very awkward situation. Right. But um, at this point... He, he finds the diary. Yes. We, we finally get him. And then we get the, the whole the background of whatever uh, happened on here. So we find the diary of Ezra Ward, who is the fifth back great-grandfather of Charles. Uh, so it's this about 1771-ish. Uh, and we get this whole sequence of just like, ah, look at how we do these things kind of thing. And there is a dude named Joseph. And Joseph is supposed to be a wizard. He's dabbling in the black magics. And his wife, Eliza. Who is played by Sibbet. Really? I don't think that's her. I think it was her. Well, I didn't look like her. Well, because uh, the guy who plays Ezra Ward was um, John March. Was it? I think so. I don't think that looked like, like him either. It looked like him. Well, either way. So, uh, Eliza and, um, what was the other? Uh, Ezra. Eliza and Ezra are banging, right? No matter if she's married to, to this guy Joseph or not, they're banging. And Eliza tells him, well, I think that he's doing the black magics. And I don't trust him. Oh, okay. This, yeah, you're right. It was, um, it was the lady who plays, um... Uh, Mulder's sister was uh, the girl. Oh, okay. But they looked similar they in my defense. Kinda, you know, they they look close enough. Yeah. So, so she's, Eliza says, you know, I don't trust Joseph. He's into the black magics and I don't love him. Yeah, I love I, you, Ezra. I we love should, you. We should totally get it on in uh, defiance of God and the church because uh, he's doing black magic, which completely nullifies our wedding vows and it's not because you're ruggedly handsome. Yeah. So they bang. And, Hard. and and so you know joseph comes back and he's getting all this you know ezra is finding all of these bad things that you know joseph's doing like getting dead dogs and people delivered to him or live dogs and people it was it was either way he's getting animals. animals he's getting animals sent and then we had curious people who were getting stuff from the indies which I love that. And then I guess people from China, but I don't know how they would have been able to do that if they had to go around. The Chinese are bringing dead people. Or something. Or maybe that was something else. I, I thought they said something from China. I was like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. And then something washes down the river. And it's something that nobody will well, ever forget. So they found a hole. 
They found a hole where uh, they, they didn't know find that the hole yet, they though. they found the hole first. No, I thought they, they found no, the hole finding, the, all, all of the uh, the 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 city oh. fathers are standing on top of the hole, banging at it with sticks, wondering what the hell to yes. do. And then the boy goes to the water, and, and then that, he sees the dead. He goes like, "There's a thing. lot of weird red stuff out there." And they're like, "Oh, let's grab it with some pole arms." And they pull it in, and it's some kind of creepy looking rah, guy who's like breathing. That was pretty cool, nasty. Though. The effects were pretty cool. And he's going like, "Huh, let's go ahead and burn it." Because it should be dead, but it's not. And then it screams the whole time. And they're like, yeah, you know what? This is It's time to kind of end Joseph. This is bad uh, juju right Joseph here. Joseph Kerwin was his name. Yes. So they go to Joseph's house. And then they just start breaking in windows and shooting inside and not like, caring what they muskets, hit. Like, muskets? Like, they just, like, open... <laughs> like, they punch in the, the window. They shove the, the the musket in there and they fire. And they just and fire. Like, are, are you seeing anything in no, there? No, they're not even aiming. Was there somebody there? They just they just wanted to shoot something. They were just something. like, hey, it's... Die, you sucker. So... And they just kept firing. And so it doesn't really say what happens with Joseph at this point. It's... It's Eliza it, admitting that yeah. she's pregnant with Joseph's child. And she's I, like, I'm worried, Ezra. I'm worried because I'm carrying the baby. I has this baby. And that's when we switch back to the... The, the, the end of the diary. That's yeah, it. The nowadays. When uh, uh, everybody's kind of sitting around. Including like, the secretary. It's like... She is like all in on this. And, and so is Lonnie. Lonnie's like, is that it? I, are you kidding me? And, and then he and then like Lonnie, flips the. Lonnie uh, forgets how to read a book. He flips the book around like four times because I don't think there's anything actually written inside of the book. He like he like flips it upside down once. Is it like this and way? And then he tries to read oh, it. Is it like this way? And then he flips it upside oh, down, oh, down again. Gotta flip it again. It was pretty funny. And so, so, so this is when we get the the kind of the knowledge that uh, what happened was was that uh, Joseph Kerwin was actually. Uh, Charles Dexter Ward's great grandfather, not uh, the not Ezra, not Ezra Ward at that point. Uh, so this whole time, uh, Chris Sarandon was actually related to Chris Sarandon uh, with bad teeth. Uh, so huzzah! Or horrible teeth. Horrible teeth, and that was horrible kind of that, that's the way that we were supposed to know that he was different. Uh, so it's at this point they go, well, I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired of this bullshit. Let's burn this motherfucker down. And they're like, we're going to blow it to fucking smithereens. Yeah, I'm going to shoot. I'm, I'm and gonna, Lonnie is like, I totally know a guy in construction. We're going to set this, this fucker on fire. I, I, burn can, it down. I can get burn some this dynamite. Whole just blow it all up. I, I really wish I knew a guy in construction that could hook me up with some dynamite. And it wasn't dynamite. It was like, it like, was C, it was little packets it, of C4. Or something. It was like, it was like info charges. It was like, I was like, oh, okay, we're doing that now. <clears throat> so they're like, all right, let's go ahead and, and do that. We're just going to go down to the farmhouse and uh, blow this shit up. So they go into the farmhouse. They uh, sneak around the, the floor. They uh, find the, uh, the 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 hidden hole that the uh, the they the sneak police... around the basement. Yeah, and then find the yeah. find the hidden the hidden uh, hatch. It, it's yeah. yeah. It's like it's like a heavy duty like metal hatch. Like a like a fallout shelter hatch. And I'm like, who put that there? It, he did. Like, yeah, him. Like that it, guy. It wasn't. It, it, no, no. It was always there. Joseph was dead. Like. Well, maybe they did that at the very beginning. They're like, oh, you know what? Let's go ahead and put that down there. A Let's metal go ahead and hatch. do this. Yeah. And then they, because uh, I mean, it was cement, so they had to have done it that way. <laughs> um, so it's at this point that uh, Lonnie hears something, and he's got the shotgun for some fucking reason. And he hears the door open and shut, and something run across the floor. And then. And he just keeps going well, down. It doesn't I, tell anybody. 
admittedly for us nothing comes of that so uh, we didn't have to worry true. about it in the first place. like not even like a um not even like a deleted scene nope. like there was nothing that happened because of that it would have been awesome if, if it had turned out to be like the hong kong guy and that's when he gets killed or or like taken out by one of the like the he's like ladies. i came back to get my shit but now you're here i'm gonna kick you in the face he should have done some hong kong stuff i don't know I've, i assume like he's just like I'm just an actuary I don't know why you guys keep assuming these things I understand that I did drug running but I was the like the money guy it's like sir you were a drug runner I'm sorry I cannot help how I was born with this eye alright you guys just hurt my feelings okay okay stop it that makes me feel bad I just I can't take this this is why I came to America because it's the land of opportunity and I needed a new opportunity. I needed, opportunity I needed to run away from this, and now I'm working for this crazy scientist who and keeps bringing back bed, dead people. While I was doing drugs, and I apologize for hitting that cop, because that was not me. That was the old me. That wasn't the. That's not me now. I don't want to go back that far. I am so me. sorry. Okay, this has gone on too too long. Alrighty. Uh, so it's at this point that they go down the uh, the the creepy tunnel, and it's it's a fairly decent creepy tunnel and it's stinky and uh they see so that's what i think was when they were like looking around was all the collapsed tunnels because yes. there was like a part where there was a collapsed tunnel and they're like and oh, that was the river tunnel. and then they heard the river and he's like oh it's the the door the, the door to the uh the other guy's place yeah. so they were able to find it they um uh go around they find the actual like laboratory yes and in that laboratory they find the a very well-preserved heart on the table Yes, but we that also is still squishy. We also have the the explanation book, the the exposition MacGuffin book, that explains that uh, what was going on was uh, Joseph Kerwin was uh, setting up for um, uh, resurrection. Uh, if you you resurrect somebody through this elixir, uh, they come back. They're very hungry all the time. Uh, you need to have just tons and tons of meat and bodies. And they're all they're zombies, of. but they look relatively normal. Or vampires, maybe. Uh, yeah, they're more vampires, like, I guess. Or, or ghouls, I guess, because <laughs> they eat the uh, they they eat everything, including not dead people. Yeah. But uh, they just they just eat everything. Uh, so they're like looking around. It's like, oh wow, I figured it out. It's this bottle full of mercury, or or like some elixir. Kind of, yeah, it's and they, the elixir of they life. Take some. Uh, they, they take some and they put it on this heart that is randomly well, sitting on they, the table. They also had some ashes. They have these it's ashes of famous... Um, Wizards. Yes. So the whole point, that's why he had all the torture devices. Because what he was going to do was he was going to bring back the wizards and he was going to torture them so that they would tell them all the secrets. Yes. So that I was like, oh, right. okay, that's which, cute. Which that was also a deleted scene. Yes. Uh, but... Uh, well, no, that was that was what he was doing. He says that uh, in the deleted scene about the torture he, devices. He, oh yeah, I guess he does, but he does. He doesn't mention okay. the torture devices otherwise. Okay, because we don't see the torture devices. Right. But uh, so it's at this point that um, yeah, so they find they find the Nicholas Flamel one, which I thought was funny because that's that's mentioned in Harry Potter. That guy's a famous alchemist. Uh, but they pour some ashes out onto this heart <clears throat> and then uh, cover it in in the goo, which causes it to grow a hand. But it's like an ugly hand. It looks kind of like an alien, like a chestburster. It was a little weird, yeah. A little bit. And that's when they decide that they're going to... I, I don't remember at this point, because they, they're like, let's go ahead and look around some more. And yeah. I was like, and then they, they didn't just grab all the shit and leave. 
They no, were no. just like, let's go ahead and look around a little bit more. They were like, how far in is this place? And so they keep going and then they find really big holes in the floor. They hear, and in that hole is a monstrosity. It's a it's a half-made person. It's all the failed experiments, basically. Yeah. And so They're just sitting in holes. So they're trying to get out. And then randomly a monster is like not in one of the holes. And so it's like trying to come and attack them. So here's here's what happened because I need to explain this to you because I really wish that Dan O'Bannon had explained it to somebody else. That way he would have been like, wow, that is kind of odd. So they're out, they're down there. They brought one flashlight. John March brought one, one flashlight. Uh, while they're walking around, they're they, using a lantern. they also find a lantern. Right. Uh, that is a, one of the propane ones. So, it, you know, they, Put it on. Great. Cool. We've got a propane lantern. we got the flashlight. Flashlight keeps acting up, so they're having a hard time with it. So pretty much all they've got is the lantern. Now, there are three people here. Let me explain to you. There are three people. Uh, John uh, has uh, decided to give up on the flashlight, so he puts it in the coat pocket along with the elixir of resurrection. He is wearing one gun. He has the the six-shooter. He has a six-shooter that has three bullets, but also has five. Which I thought was interesting. <laughs> uh, and uh, Lonnie is walking around with the shotgun. shotgun. And somehow. The, and the other one. The, and the lantern, yes. yes. But that's that's the, the thing. They keep handing the lantern around. They keep passing the lantern between each other to the point where the man with the shotgun, the man who has a gun that he cannot fire with one hand, has the lantern and the shotgun. And it, so at the point in time when the gigantic monstrosity shows out of nowhere because they can't really see anything, the man with the lantern and the shotgun drops the lantern so that he can fire with the shotgun. Unfortunately, that leaves everybody in the dark, which ends up with people trying to fire and see stuff, but they can't see anything. And Lonnie is trying to light the, the matches at the same time. He gets attacked. He slips. He falls. He goes into one of the, the holes, but doesn't completely fall in. They try to pull Lonnie out. Unfortunately, Lonnie gets grabbed by one of the monstrosities and pulled in. And that is the end of Lonnie, as far as we know. Now, what happened to him down there? Uh, did he just maybe bonk his head and maybe fall asleep? Uh, did he get torn limb from limb? We have no idea, because we, at this point in time, nobody gives a crap. Lonnie uh, has Lonnie been has, cut from the script. Yes, he is, he is no longer there. Uh, thankfully, and then whenever she asks, what about Lonnie? He's like, uh, he's done. He's gone. He's done. He, he he left. He's already gone. We don't have enough time to do reshoots. <laughs> he's, at, he's at home. So at this point, Claire Bear is able to find the, flat, the matches and keep trying to light them up, but she's not doing a very good job. She gets her backhanded uh, by the monstrosity uh, and, and falls on the ground. Uh, John, thank God, uh, is able to light the match, uh, shoots the... Uh, the creature a few times and then uh, pushes it into... Oh, the flashlight starts working again. That was yes. that was the thing. After he pushes it into a yeah, hole. Yeah, he, he uh, is able to push it into the hole and uh, kick it in the face. So and that he it, immediately does. Yes. Uh, it's just gone forever now. Uh, it, it went the way of Lonnie. Uh, but it's at that point that uh, he's like, screw this noise, we're getting out of here. They grab... Uh, John grabs Claire. They stumble out uh, all the while uh, putting down uh, rolled up socks with remote detonators on them uh, in the, the limestone. It's C4. They keep dropping C4. He's everywhere. just clicking them on. And he's walking around with these things. No, it, they were rolled up socks. Let's just be honest about that. Uh, and then he goes out. He drives uh, 
a good, um, I don't know, half a mile away while he's still able to see the top of the thing. And he pushes the detonator button, which is able to go through uh, probably half a mile of earth and, you know, the whatever the rock walls are made out of to hit these teeny tiny detonators. And by God, it's American, uh, you know, creation because it is made out of explodium and it still works. <laughs> The entire house explodes. All of it. It is all gone. It is an awkward explosion, but it it does explode. Michael Bay would be proud. It was it was amazeballs. Uh, he then drives uh, Claire to the hospital, uh, and this is uh, the part that you even went like, "Wait a minute, what?" So the doctor is like, um, "She's she's hurt. Uh, she's she's probably <laughs> not gonna. She has a concussion. She probably won't remember any of this." And then he's like, oh, well, hopefully she won't, because this is crazy. He goes, oh, do you know about the baby? You know she's pregnant? And I just went, that is such a HIPAA violation. It is none of this man's business whether she is pregnant or not. Yeah, he's not her husband. So, Ugh. yeah. So stupid. So, so that happens. Uh, Claire is still asleep. And so John goes to visit Charles. Well, so what happens is, is John goes back to his office. Yes, that's <clears> right. <throat> so that he goes back to the office, and he's got the big... So they, they found a, uh, a piece of luggage with Charles's luggage in there. He goes back to the office. Opens it up. And then this is wherever he finds the bones. It just just some bones. Pelvis. Bones and, and like a whole bunch of other crap in there. Yeah. Well, so it was the jacket yeah. that Charles was wearing. Was whenever that? he first opened the door. The, ah, whenever okay. he was still Charles. Okay, good. So that was in there. Um, the beard and hat... Oh yeah, were the in there. and the glasses for for Kerwin. Yes, and the glasses, and then all the bones were yes. in there. So he's like, "This is some shenanigans that are uh -huh. going on here." I done put it together now. It's so complete. This is when he goes back to the the uh, the psychiatric ward. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so he goes in there, and uh, the uh, he comes in there with the best part of the movie. Yeah. This this whole like the, the this movie. made it worth it. Yeah. This it made really it worth has. It. Uh, at, at this point, when uh, he walks into a uh, an isolation room that is gigantic, padded, it is a it's huge, a it's a gigantic padded room with the window, was, yeah, which is uh, nice. <clears throat> but it's also not padded on the floor. It's like we decided to make this one a padded room, but we wanted the uh, linoleum there has, still, and he still has a metal bed. Yes, but it at least had some foam around the side so he couldn't hurt himself unless he really tried. Yeah, like, or he really threw somebody really hard and then it hurt really that bad. That was, yeah, yeah, that was weird. So it's at this point that he and Chris Sarandon, John, John and Chris Sarandon start having their little talk off. And this whole time, uh, Chris Sarandon has been talking in the hissy voice until uh, John is like, you know what, cut it out, Kerwin. I know who you are. And he's like, oh. Well, I see that the game has finally been finished. But don't worry, I will totally explain to you my uh, idea of what I'm going to be doing, uh, even though I am a, totally a Vaughn villain at this point. Oh my yes. god, it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> so amazing. His, his whole... Chris Sarandon is so damn good in this scene. It's so great, because he's such a evil bastard. But he's so good. It's like the best parts of, of when Humperdinck was doing like the whole. Yes. Or, or even <laughs> even when uh, in, in Fright Night when he's like sitting there and he's like scratching the, the apple and he's like having the talk. It's like, oh, yeah, no, I, don't, I totally hope he doesn't have any problems about that. You know, that kind of thing. Yes. You would think that I'm, you know, this. No, oh, that's crazy. Uh, but yes, that's the whole point. Uh, so uh, he is going to take over the life of Charles Dexter Ward by... 
Uh, Getting his teeth fixed. That's all he has to do. <laughs> uh, and we get the explanation. Uh, the whole point was that Charles Ward, Chris Sarandon, couldn't deal with all the murdering and the killings and all the, the meat eaten and all that stuff. And uh, Joseph... Uh, Chris Sarandon decided, fuck this shit. I don't have to deal with him anymore. I'm, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to stab him. So and he do. does. He stabs him. And I think he eats him. He does. Yeah. Yes. And that's that's why he, he eats him to the point where he has all of his meat and skin in him. Which is why we have what happens later on. Uh, so he's going to get better. So he's, he's like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And I'm going to go ahead and kill this guy. I'm going to go ahead and kill you. And because we're in this more enlightened age, uh, no one will, uh, you know, cause me any problems. They'll They'll just just, think I'm crazy. Yes, they'll think I'm crazy. And then I'll I'll feel really bad about it. But I'll I'll get better and regain my strength. And then once I'm done, I'll get my teeth fixed and released. And uh, I'll go hang out with my my wife. uh, Because that's my wife now. And uh, yes, all of this will, will work. Ha ha, ha ha, ha ha. And it's like, and then John calls. John's flipping out, right? Because Chris Sarandon suddenly breaks out of his straight jacket, and I mean, literally breaks it. Like he rips out of it, like he's Hulk Hogan. Yes, it's just like, oh yes, the 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 body can do whatever it wants. Rawr! And so he he pushes. John runs, pushes the button to call the orderly, so that way he can get out. Chris Sarandon just chucks his bitch ass across the room, yep. and then the orderly comes in. This part I wish would have been acted a little bit better. Yes, this was a, a very odd part because. He's like, oh, I'm gonna push Chris Sarandon up against the wall, and it just looks kind of dirty. It doesn't. It doesn't it, look right. Yeah, it, it looks a little like this is the beginning of a porno. Yeah. So he he gently pushes Chris Sarandon up against the wall, holds uh, his arms up to the side, and then Chris Sarandon's like, oh, oh, you want to test me? Slowly, and he, and he slowly, slowly turns, turns around. But there's like a no light spin. There, there's no like struggle at like all. A, like, like a from, vogue. Like from the the orderlies point of view like he should be struggling to hold Chris Sarandon and he doesn't he just kind of like do 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 he's like oh my god and he's like looking at Chris Sarandon like oh is this going to happen is this happening for real now oh, oh, oh Chris, Chris Sarandon, Sarandon I've loved you for so da, long da, 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 da. and that's when Chris Sarandon grabs him by the neck and throws him so hard that he hits the light above everything that's being hung on by chains which I thought was hilarious and slams into the other side of the wall Chris Sarandon being Chris Sarandon at this point walks over and tears the man's head off because I assume that's how Chris Sarandon knew. Uh, the blood goes everywhere. Uh, and, uh, we don't see the blood, though. Oh, we do see the blood. When it pops off, there's like a, a split second where it sprays. Oh, okay. It's the I funniest damn thing. <laughs> I didn't see that part then. I only it saw is, that it, in the deleted he, scene. He rips the guy's head off, and it sprays like uh, like a like, uh, like Kill Bill. It was, it's just straight up, but it's like, we don't, we don't focus on it. It just pulls off to the side. And, oh. like, Chris Sarandon's sitting there. And I'm like, oh, okay, so that's what happened. And then, we... he, and then he throws his head across the room, which we see at the beginning of the movie. Yes. And that's when we we um, we have a little bit where, uh, um, like, we're looking at John for some reason, who's, like, trying to stand up. And I, I don't know exactly what he's planning on doing at this point. Because Chris Sarandon runs over and grabs a hold of his neck and slams him against the wall. Well... So two things happen at this point. John had the resurrection vial in his pocket. Uh, we he also brought in the um, the big briefcase full of, of Chris Sarandon bones that yes. he had. Uh, and I I guess he was just cool with that. Uh, so uh, while um, I thought that was pretty funny, Chris Sarandon is holding John by the neck. He's like, "What are you going to do with that?" <laughs> and that's when John is like, "Yeah." He throws it on the bones. And then Chris Sarandon's bones come back to life. And Chris Sarandon is like, oh shit. 
So Chris Sarandon runs over to Chris Sarandon. And they, or he's, so original Chris, so John Kerwin, Chris Sarandon, tries to escape, but the bones attack him, which is causing, for some reason, Chris Sarandon's face to light up. Yes, because he he knows the inside of his body is I like I want to be outside. Oh, that actually makes sense because because he ate him, it's part of him now. Yeah. Okay, so it's the nutrients that were all like being lit up. It's his skin. Well, yeah, but and it's, his 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 wholeness. Well, no, it's it's the fact that it's all inside of him, like running his body. Uh, and because of that, it's trying to get pulled back to the bones. And right. that's why he, he like grabs. So the bones grab a hold of Chris Saran and, and start like melting like the other way. But I guess they were like so hungry that they started melting the other way and then they explode. I just. Re- yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I would have liked it better. There's a lot. I, of... I would have liked it better if the, the skin. Oh, I would have liked it better if the skin had actually. Uh, joined onto the bones, and then Chris Sarandon would have been whole again and been normal. Like I think that would have been so cool. It would have <laughs> been interesting than both to see. of them going. Oh uh, yeah, because they vaporize. But there's like a lot of just like drawings and rotoscoping. Like let's go ahead and put as much it's like fun. lights and shit on oh, here. That was the that was the fun part. I was part, so though. weirded out by that. That was the fun part. Uh, and that's when because. Chris Sarandon had even like bitten a hold of uh, John's arm, so now he was just like, "What the hell?" <laughs> so, so John ends up, you know, thinking ahead and is like, "Oh, I have to spare Claire from this horrible thing that's happened." So, so he uh, <laughs> he makes it look like um, Chris Sarandon escaped yes. somehow. Yeah. So he throws his he throws his uh, he opens up the window and then throws his suitcase out from like the fifth floor or, or sixth some, floor yeah. or something, and just throws a suitcase out there. And that is actually what we see from the beginning, because from the beginning, it's it's the um, that whole scene. So we we go into the the room, and then we see. I guess we skip that the part smoke. Too, yeah, we? yeah. So we see like smoke and blood and the window and bullshit. So all that happens, and then he walks out of the the psych ward. John does. Yeah. So John John tears up the bed for some reason. Oh, he yeah. uses the... the... I, I know, but like, there's like a whole bunch of like, the, there's Chris Randon crap all over the place. The uh, the Chris Randon uh, straight jack is sitting on the side, but he's just like, let me go ahead and just tear off this this perfectly good I mean, uh, it, bed sheet it, it for no reason. It looked cleaner than Chris Randon straight jack. I, I would honest. say, I don't know about that. I don't that. think it would have been, but still. You know, it's a... Eh. Especially because that's the, that's the side that Chris Randon was sitting on. Yeah, it was a little weird. Uh, so he, he shoves the... Uh, the the, the linen under his coat in the, or under his shirt puts his coat over it and he walks out uh, and even the, the <laughs> desk orderly who has not been paying attention to this at all uh, he's like oh hey man uh, how's our how's our boy doing he's like he's doing good he's at rest he's 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 or he's resting he's, he's peacefully peacefully or something yeah, like that. He's, he's very resting, peaceful he's resting peacefully and then he's like i had to spare claire from that whole thing you know and i'm recording this just in case the police come by to ask and i'm sure that they'll believe my story and you know cuz who wouldn't want to believe the truth or, yeah something like, it was like okay who wouldn't want the truth or something sure something like that and then it cuts and then it's over and that's it and then we we end we're just done we're done there's no more chris sarandon so we stopped it and then we watch the deleted scenes and let me tell you there's not a whole lot on the deleted scenes there's that... a there's a reason for the deleted scenes being deleted except but... for one no two maybe two that were decent 
I like the I like I the torture one. I like, I like the torture. The one. torture devices thing. Yes. Yeah. It should... made a little bit more sense, it, but they didn't explain that, so that's why they had to keep going on. Yeah, with it. that's true. But it was. Hang on. It was that one, and then what else? What other? That was it. Nobody cared about anything else. Well, shit. Yep. All right. Yep. It was over. Anyway, uh, I enjoyed this one. This was one of my. Uh, I I really did. Uh, as much as I'm I'm ripping on it, just because uh, Chris Sarandon was great in it. I mean, Chris Sarandon made this movie. Like, he really, he really does. He makes this movie work so well. Right, he's fantastic. Um, I don't know. What are you gonna give it? Uh, I'm actually gonna give it a seven out of ten. Oh, I always, I never think about it. We'll do seven out of ten liquid metal elixirs. Okay, I'm gonna give it six. Uh, Life falling into a holes out of ten because I, I think it was okay. It was really good. There's a lot of just, just drag at the very beginning uh i think everything that charles sarandon is charles sarandon uh chris sarandon is in <laughs> he's great it's great it's great it's good to have him there i'm glad to have him there he's amazing uh even when he doesn't actually want to be there uh but he's he's doing a good job i i enjoy it i like i think you said we would if we're going to be watching this one again like it'll probably be it'll be uh, on halloween yeah it'll be a background kind of thing we'll yeah. show people it, you know, that kind of stuff but it's definitely like like you got to be in the mood for this one uh, if you're going to be rewatching it. This like is... first time, I would not say that this is is a bad movie to watch, but you definitely want to be in the mood for it the next. Right, time. you have to pay attention. Like you really have to pay attention to this movie because they're they're just so bland. You if you like the everybody other than Chris Sarandon is bland in this, so you don't pay except attention. for Lonnie. Well, because Lonnie's actually doing a character, he's having a good time. We liked Lonnie. He was doing a great job. Uh, that's you know we really should have had a lot more like dead body things running around that would have been awesome that would have been cool but i feel like they probably wasted their whole budget on the monsters anyways because the ones that they did have were pretty freaking awesome that was some dan o'bannon stuff right there that yeah. was yeah it was very alien very good on it uh <clears throat> but what are you did you like this movie do you think it was the greatest movie ever uh is this uh, something that you've ever seen do you like hp lovecraft let us know reach out to us esat3am at gmail.com is going to be the best way to get a hold of us or you can reach out to us on our Facebook and Twitter at ESAT3AM. You can reach out to us on our main web uh, page, uh, ESAT3AM.com, or leave us a voicemail at Anchor FM. Uh, you go to anchor.fm forward slash everything scary at 3 a.m. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, but until next time, I guess we'll see you all later. Yep, we'll see you soon. Thanks again, Randall, for the 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 idea. Yep. Keep sending us stuff. Okay, bye. I was waiting for the bike. I know, sorry. <clears throat>